scripture is from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through 17. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it, and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. All scriptures God breathed in is used for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. An innovation, Lila. You can have a seat. It is great to have the fifth grade here. Let's hear fifth grade. Come on. So uh, I want to thank everybody last week uh, for getting uh, acknowledged for surviving 30 years of ordained ministry and thriving in the midst of it. Thank you for your uh, prayers and thoughts. And I figured, um, given the fact that I've been here 30 years, that probably it would be okay to do the sermon I've always wanted to do. But, you know, didn't really feel like I'd had enough years of trust in the bank to pull it off. So I figured 30 if I haven't gotten there yet. And uh, don't worry, the treadmill is nowhere in sight. So, However, we have something worse. Our harmonica holder. Don't you love it? I have two now. I wear them around the house sometimes, don't I? Ah, love is why we're here. I keep saying in my message, it's kind of the same thing, which is love is the reason we're here. It's God's love that brings us here. God's love that gathers us together. God loves it that fills us up. God's love that pours out of us. Um, It's also uh, the motivation behind doing what we do, you know? I hear people say, you do you, right? We do we here, which is we do love. We try. Love It's why we're here. It's what brings us together, but it's also what motivates us. And we've been looking through all the different motivations that it pushes us toward. How does it impel us? Serve. To, to pray. To give to go, to praise, to worship. All these things, these acts of discipleship, these acts of of faithful Christians are all um, not duties to be done to get God's love, but rather the things that we do when we have God's love, when we know that we are loved. If someone said to you, that's a, a pretty dress today, you might very well say to them, if you're a guy, it's a costume. You know, I'm just kidding. If it's a pretty dress today, you might feel not only better, but you might immediately want to say, well, I like your hair. It just comes out of us. When, when someone says something nice, when someone shows us love, that, that there's an immediate reaction. And so as I'm looking at study today, I don't get a lot of love immediately because a lot of the sermons I've preached on, on studying Scripture have had a kind of a didactic professorial tone to it. Here's how you, what you need to do. You need to read scripture all the time. And it sort of turns into a sort of me telling you that this medicine is good for you. And then you making up your own mind. For some of you, that's good enough. 
you immediately go home and start reading Scripture like crazy. But if you're like me, that's not as much of a motivator as love. And so what I want to say today is um, don't study God's Word because you have to, but because you get to. You get to read the Word of the one that loves you, that, that loves you more than anything. And he just wants to talk to you. Love is why we study. We want to read more of that. We want to know more about that. And no one has to tell us then. Like, no one has got to tell you to do what you like to do, to do what you love. No one has to tell you to pay attention when your kid's on the soccer field. You pay attention because you love your kid. No one has to tell you to, to, to notice when, you're, when your husband's um, cleaned off his dresser because when he has, you notice it. <laughs> and you love your husband. No one has to tell you to, to read that car magazine that you read cover to cover every month because you love cars. When you love something, you pay attention to it. You want to. No one has to tell you. So that's the way I want to talk about Scripture. But, but I want to give you an example of, of how, how when I fall for something, how I study it. And so a couple, a couple weeks ago, you may have noticed that PBS had a, a series on um, country music. Anybody watch that series? It was excellent. But I'm not a big country fan. What caught my attention was Johnny Cash singing Girl from North Country with Bob Dylan. I thought, how did Johnny Cash and Bob Dylan get in the same room together? Turns out they were good buddies. You know, what is this Bob Dylan all about anyway? I mean, he's before, a little bit before my time. I didn't really follow his career. So I decided, you know, I love music started studying it and I found out a lot which is what happens when you study I grew to appreciate more and more about this guy and his songs and about that time that era of our history and how he became a voice for many people and then tossed it away to find himself again like a rolling stone rolling stone says he's the second most important artist in rock and roll history you know the Beatles are first. Unfortunately, Springsteen's 17, but he's trying. What blew me away when I was studying Bob Dylan, watching his documentaries and reading is that he was 22 years old when he wrote this song. Yes, and how many roads must a man walk down Before they call him a man Yes, and how many seas must white sail Before sleeps in the sand 
Yes, and how many times must a cannonball fly before, before ever banned? You could sing with me. The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind. The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind. Who writes words like that when they're 22 years old? Who's a relatively unknown Jewish kid from Hibbing, Minnesota that writes the number one anthem a generation? Well, when you study things, you find out, don't you? But he didn't stop there. See, when you study, like I've been studying, you learn more. someone had written that song yesterday you'd have thought it was brand new wouldn't you 22 years old and that song became a song for the civil rights movement and for a whole generation of kids that were trying to figure out how to cope with a brave new world they were in where they had to hide under their desks in school because there were missiles stationed in Cuba. What does that have to do with anything? Well, when you love something, you want to share it, right? When you come to love something, you want to tell people about it. When you come to learn about something, you want to teach people about it. Some kind of way out of here 
joker to the thief There's too much confusion I can't get the relief Businessman, they drink my wine Bomb and dig my earth None of them along the line Know what this is worth All along the watchtower I always wanted to do that one. Why did I do that one? Well, I would have just thought that was a song you two covered, because that's the first time I heard it. Just a weird song, maybe somebody taking things they shouldn't be taking. And I read that it was from Isaiah, waiting in the watchtower in the midst of a time of danger, trying to Keep an eye out for what was coming ahead. So, all this to say, the longest introduction in the world. When you love something, you just get into it, right? You saw me get into that. I know you get into your things. You're fishing and you're, and you're boating and you're golfing. You're cooking. You're cooking shows. They're uh, the things we love. And we do. And we study the things we love. So that's how I want us to look at Scripture. With the same passion, knowing that, that the more we read, the more we love to read. The more we get into it, the more we find out, the more it becomes less a mystery and more, well, a foundation. Uh, a love story. A love story. That's what it is. God's love story to us. You, you may have thought that the Bible was story of wrath. There's a little song that I learned when I was growing up. Fifth graders, you might know this one. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Everybody? Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. The Bible's not a book of rules, only of judgment. God's love story to us. And if someone wrote you a love note, wouldn't you want to read it again and again? For God so loved the world, He gave His only Son. They called Him the Word. But when Jesus left, He left behind His Word. We have it right there all the time when we don't feel loved by the world we only have to open up its pages when we wonder if anybody cares Jesus loves 
me this I know For the Bible tells me so Little ones to him belong They are weak, he is strong Yes, Jesus loves me Yes, Jesus loves me Yes, Jesus loves me The Bible tells me so When we know that We don't have to doubt it anymore No matter what people say No matter what we think It's fun to be in our schools When we teach the kids the song Because I think no matter what else they learn while they're here, if they just know this. But this isn't the favorite Bible song of all. The favorite song of the Bible. Of course. The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the word of God. The B-I-B-L-E. Bible. So this is an interactive portion of our message. And to you who are guests today, this is nothing like what normally happens here. This is just me being weird. We're going to have you stand when it says, I stand alone, and shout when it says Bible, and then sit down again. Got it, McGurdy? Got it? All right. The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. Raise stand up. I stand alone on the word of God. The B-I-B-L-E. Sit down. The B-I-B-L-E Yes, that's the book for me I stand alone on the word of God The B-I-B-L-E One more time The B-I-B-L-E Yes, that's the book for me I stand alone on the word of God The B-I-B-L-E Ooh, he sounds good You know, when we stand on the Word of God, it's a firm foundation. Jesus said, you know, those who hear my words, read my words, and practice them. Like people that build their house in solid rock. So many people, sadly, don't have that foundation. They're building their lives on sand. And that's not a good idea, especially in Florida. foundation ye saints of the Lord is laid for your faith in his excellent word what more can he say than to you he has said to you oh for refuge to Jesus if uh, the change in times has been making you nervous or uh, raising kids has been making you anxious or navigating this crazy world has been making you fearful. Just open the scriptures up. I can tell you from personal experience you're going to read two words again 
and again and again. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not, I am with thee. Oh, be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will still give thee I'll strengthen thee, help thee, and cause thee to stand upheld by my gracious omnipotent hand. A firm foundation. When the times are changing, when you're sitting in the watchtower, Where do we go for direction? Where do we go to find our way? Well, Jesus makes it very simple. He says, I am the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And how do we meet him the best? We meet him in Scripture. Martin Luther said, The Scripture is the manger in which God laid his word. And once we have his word, people walking in darkness see a great light. I know how often I feel in darkness. When he says, I am the light of the world, I'm glad I can believe him. a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path when I feel afraid and think I lost my way, still you're there right beside me. Nothing, nothing will I fear as long as you are near. Please be near to the the word a love story don't you want to read a story of love all about you we have the Bible a foundation for our lives 
when the storms come, it stays right underneath our feet. And a lamp, a light, what more could you ask for? There's a lot of ways to read the Bible. We can help you. But a great way, I think, would be to start, if you want to start with us today, start with the first chapter of John. You can't go wrong. The Word became flesh and dealt amongst us. The Word. The Word of life, the Word of hope, the Word of peace, the Word of love, the Word of grace, the Word of mercy. The Word I know I need to hear and I need to read. I pray God bless you as you open up his word. I'm finding myself at a loss for words. And the funny thing is, it's okay. The last thing I need to be heard, but to hear what you would say. Word of God speak, but you pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see your majesty to be still and know you're in this place. Please let me stay and rest in your holiness. Word of God speak. still and know you're in this place please let me stay and rest in your holiness word of God speak Amen
you know, as we come into this last week of this series, Love is Why We Study, for us in the band, Love is Why We Study is something we've done our whole lives in our musical lives because it's those songs that have been our Bible studies year after year and song after song. And so this one certainly has been one of those for us. When I think about new wine, it takes you to Matthew chapter 9, where Jesus talks about new wine being stored, not in old wineskins, but new ones. As that new wine ferments and it grows, it needs some newness to be asked in. Pray that today God can make new wine out of us.
Jesus, bring new wine. 